0: Hello and welcome to Portroidcast episode seven. I'm Rick. On this edition, I sit down for a quick interview with the great and always funny Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy has been a stand-up comedian for many years. He's hosted his own television programs, uh, movies at our house, and the game show Funny Money. He's also the host of the hilarious comedy podcast Never Not Funny. You can uh, download Never Not Funny as a free 20-minute sample on iTunes or buy individual episodes and or subscribe to whole seasons on podcast.com. That's P-A-R-D-C-A-S-T.com. Our interview took place late on Sunday night, uh, January 17, 2010, at San Francisco Sketchfest. SF Sketchfest continues until February second, 2010, and tickets are still available for amazing shows by going to sfsketchfest.com. Uh, Jimmy is the warm-up comedian on The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which, as of the posting date for this podcast, only has two more episodes left to air. Uh, I should also note that the day before our interview, Jimmy tore his meniscus and was in intense pain, yet he still hosted two more shows and made time to meet with me. Here's our interview. I'm sitting here with uh, Jimmy Pardo, the host of Never Not Funny. It's my pleasure. The funniest comedian in the world. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous! But thank <laughs> yeah, you. Everyone agrees, right? Of I, no, nobody agrees. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> um, we're here at uh, San Francisco Sketch Festival. Yes. What I call the uh, Jimmy Pardo Weekend, where you come in and do a number of shows. Uh, this time, a couple of your shows got uh, one. One show got just canceled, one. Just one show um, got canceled. But no, another one, you had a, an injury during the show, and but uh, you. you Went through like
1: a trooper, you definitely injury for three of the shows. It <laughs> happened during one, and then I have one another one, and then today. Yes, um, and a visit to the emergency room in between all of that. So yes, <laughs> but like I said, you you professional. show business, Rick. <laughs> yes, show business. Go You're, right ahead. Very good. Uh, you started your
0: uh, comedy career in Chicago. I did, and uh, kind of became uh, a bit of a, a road comic after. Yeah, that. absolutely. And. Um, my first question is how you transitioned into essentially alternative comedy, because uh, you know the, the life of road
1: comics is a little different than than the alternative comedy scene. Uh, I, I don't, th- I don't know. Th- I don't necessarily think it was a, a switch as much as it was that I was probably doing what is considered alternative comedy on the road. Yeah. Not when I started. I mean, when I started, I was just trying to make people laugh and not being true to your voice. But I think, you know, what my voice is or was at the time and is now. It falls more into the alternative comedy vein and it just happened to be what I was doing. Yeah, And so then I was accepted by the alternate... sounds so sort of elitist, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, accepted by the alternative comedy scene as, um, you know, a, a guy that was doing interesting things with a unique voice. Uh, but at the same time, I was able to go out on the road and make those people laugh, too. And, you know, i I'm lucky that I could have a foot in both camps, I guess.
0: Yeah, and then the, that's kind of... I was going to say you've got pop, you have your popularity spanned across those those multiple mm-hmm. with that and you didn't pander no you, know, you weren't um, you know you, your style you, you do a lot of audience work um, right which, remi- which
1: some may consider pandering but that's, well uh, but
0: still not it's reminiscent it's kind of de- not derivative but uh, uh, reminiscent of, of Don Rickles does a similar thing where he yeah. reaches out to the audience kind of does a little mocking and um, also you have very strong identifiable personality. Um, Kind of your own lingo, yeah, and uh, a lot of people kind of do an impression of you. People that are your fans, people that are, that are your friends, uh, they kind of have partoisms. They, they uh, do. And, and uh, the question I had was whether or not that ever gets old, or or does it ever border on like, are these people? Is, is it is it ever like a? Do you ever
1: feel like it might be a parody? I, I'm I'm, fra- I'm phrasing this wrong. Uh, do I ever get tired of people doing impressions of me, or do, or do you feel, or are you asking, do I think that other comedians maybe do me on stage? Which one are you asking? Essentially, or both? Okay, let's say, well, not both, really.
0: I phrased this incorrectly. Okay. <laughs> so All right,
1: let's rephrase. Let, it.
0: Let's start let's rephrase over on it. this one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy.
1: Welcome to the show.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> yes. um, the question I had was someone comes up and says that you're wearing a nice pant. I love it.
1: Which is, okay, that, love that, that, that was the question. Yeah, I love okay. it. I think it's hysterical. Uh, there are times where we're across the line where somebody tries to um, capture the aggressiveness yeah. of the character and they'll come up and, and and insult me. Yeah. Like, out of the box. And think. And then I'll go, I, I, you know, I'm put back on my heels. I like, got what what, what, what? what? I'm sorry? Yeah. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, okay, man. I'm just having fun with you like you do on the podcast. It's like, Right, but when you turn on the podcast, you know what you're listening to. I don't know why you're attacking me on the street. Right. And then people are like, oh, I'm just trying to have fun and do what you do. And like, so, know, so if you come up and you go, hey, I'm wearing a flat front or a hard shoe, or I'm wearing my hair high and tight, if you do that stuff, uh, I'm flattered by it. And, and in a way, I should be flattered by the other way, the other example I gave. But sometimes if you just come at me aggressive, I don't know, what, I don't know what's happening. Yeah,
0: and, and people listen to your podcast, Never Not Funny. And as you've mentioned on there a few, a number of times, they hear you and they they think they're part of the conversation. Yeah, because
1: you're six inches away on a car's yeah, stereo case. speaker,
0: <laughs> right? Or so right
1: in their ears about
0: an iPod. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, so there's a fam- they, the, there's a false sense of familiarity. Exactly,
1: and. Hey, come yeah, in. and then people come up going, "Hey, what's your, Hey, what's going on with you?" Ass fucking, uh, pardon my language, but yeah. why do I, I don't even know you? What are <laughs> you? And, hey, come out and listen to the podcast. Well, I don't know that. Right, you just walked up to me on the street, <laughs> calling me a name. Yeah, certainly. right. So you know, and
0: um, okay, let's let's move uh, into another another topic, which sure. is. Um, Game shows. Yes. You were a host of a number of game shows on television. You do it
1: on stage. I hosted one on television. I've done several pilots, but only one got on the air.
0: Right, but you've done a lot of stage game shows as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it about the game show format that appeals
1: to your comic sensibility? I love that, depending on the game show, that you could be loose and funny while structured at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I like that there's a format and a formula uh, and certain beats that you have to hit is and then you can you know, weave the funny around those beats whereas uh, a talk show which I would love to do um, for me is uh, a, a little less restrictive I kind of like having the boundaries of a game show uh, that lets you have fun but then there's work to be done Yeah. whereas a uh, I don't know why I'm comparing it with a talk show. It's not. It's apples and oranges. But I don't know. There's just something about a game show. Plus, I grew up on them, and I was, you know, uh, obsessed with them as a kid. And, and loved the idea of, of being able to do that one day, and then it just so happens that uh, I'm not too bad at it.
0: Yeah. No, you're excellent, Dad. and I think it's you've got such a sharp wit, and I think uh, Grandma would call you Shooter because of how, how quick you are with... Uh, with.
1: Well, that's not, not really why he calls me oh, Shooter. Okay. Shooter's a nickname from 20 years ago. Okay. That uh, he and a guy named Mike Siegel and a guy named Paul Gilmartin still call me. Yeah. Uh, it was a ridiculous nickname uh, from 20 years ago that's not worth going into because okay. it's not interesting at all, but they still call me that and it's ridiculous right.
0: but yeah it's a very quick wit and uh, I think that's
1: kind of which I'm proving with this wonderful <laughs> interview no. me mumbling around I'm on Vicodin we should make that clear to the listener I'm on Vicodin for my injury and uh, I'm not as clear headed and, and witty as I'm being praised hailed god I can't even talk go ahead no, it's alright a mess
0: um on your podcast, Never Not Funny. Award-winning, yes. Award-winning podcast. Uh, you do free 20 minutes on iTunes, yes. but uh, everyone should subscribe, is my opinion. It's Thank a, you, Rick. It's a 90-minute show that is probably the my favorite podcast, and I think should be everyone's favorite podcast. Uh, just want to throw that out, throw a plug out there for you. Right, I appreciate um, it. You have an, a number of guests on yes. of Frontiers. Uh, some some uh, Matt Belknap, who's your, your co-host producer. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I mentioned this to Matt also, um, when lining up the guests, um, do you have a list in your head of who you want to maybe, uh, you know, like an ideal list, here's who I'd like to get on sure. this season, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here are the repeat people we want to hit, and here's kind of uh, the new names. Right. So how do you, um, I guess, figure out who and when?
1: Um... You know, we try to mix it up, uh, and I'm sure Matt will do the same thing. We try to mix it up of, you know, not having too many regulars in a row and not having too many new people in a row. Sure. Um, just to, to keep it varied. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the season fives and five and six. Uh, We're adding so many new people to it, and, uh, you know, it just keeps it fresh for me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the, at the same time, I like having my the regulars on because, you know, there's a, a, familiar, a familiarity, again, so if I could a <laughs> If I like could sure. Um... <laughs> You know, and the camaraderie that that you have with friends, but I, I like getting to know new people. Um, and it, it and, and how do I decide on new people? It's just a matter of like, you know, like I, I this past year, I mean, I didn't know Conan O'Brien or or Tom right. a year ago, and then yeah. I had the you know that I work with them. Maybe I still won't be, or I will no longer be by the time this comes out. Um, uh, you know, you get to know these people, and, and then they're like hey, I'd love to do your show. It's like, great, yeah. well, right, of, yeah, of course you can do my <laughs> yeah, show. Absolutely. Um, you know, and nothing was more flattering than when Conan said he wanted to do it. So, uh, you know, we got some new, other new people coming up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, the comedy world is so big and, and the, the quote-unquote alternative comedy scene could be so insular that you forget that there are other funny people out there in the world. And, uh, and I will run into these folks you know either I'll see him at a restaurant or at an audition or something and and I'll go oh gee, that guy's funny I gotta get that guy on the show yeah. um, as we learned from the parkcastathon like you know Jordan Morris and uh, Oscar Nunez and uh, Rich Summer from Mad Men, like guys that weren't on the show up until then will of course be now or yeah, Sam now, they're, now they're, they've come into the fold right yeah. I know I'm talking in circles and stuff and I apologize oh, but I, uh, I think <laughs> I'm great. I think I'm hitting it <laughs> absolutely um,
0: you mentioned and uh, I think everyone knows it, that you work for The Tonight Show. Yes. You had Conan O'Brien on your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know if you've addressed this anywhere else, but um, did you guys ever get your
1: open face sandwich no. or your hot sandwich? No. <laughs> and I don't know if there's going to be time now to, <laughs> to grab it. Uh, no, we've not had our delicious sandwich yet. No. That has not happened. We've, uh, you know, I've uh, spent time with him at the Christmas party and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, He's truly one of the nicest men I've ever met in this business, and uh, I would imagine at some point I will uh, have a sandwich with him. Excellent. I I hope you do. Then again, something (laughs) open-faced. That's
0: very good. Well, let's leave it at that. Sure. And uh, it was really great talking to you, Jimmy. My pleasure. And uh, is there anything that people should know or anything you want to plug? That I'm not
1: usually this rambling and boring. I'm usually as sharp-witted as Rick claims me to be. It's the Vicodin. Absolutely. Thank you
0: very much. My pleasure. I'd like to thank uh, Jimmy again for sitting down with me on his last night Sketchfest. Uh, you can find out more about his upcoming performances at jimmypardo.com and can subscribe to his podcast, Never Not Funny, at pardcast.com. That's P A R D C A S T.com. Jimmy also often presents uh, one of his many g- uh, game shows on stage at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. So if you're in the area check ucbtheater.com that's u c b t h e a t r e .com to see when he'll be in residence. So until next time this is Rick saying bye forever.